All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sokera. Walt, of course, is the uh, managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. Located right now in Fairlawn, they, of course, handle their clients' investments and individual portfolios of individually owned stocks that uh, they uh, kind of tailor to the needs of every particular, every, every particular client they have, whether it's for retirement, uh, for, for acquiring money for that, for being in retired retirement right now. They've been doing that for a long time, and they're going to continue to do it and talk about it today on the program. You want to talk to all about the stock market, uh, call up 330-673-1234. Outside of Akron, on, on WNR.com, you can use our toll-free line, 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, last week, I was wondering, Walt, if you heard anybody on Wall Street last week singing this song. Yogi, Yogi, baby. Hey, Bobo. Hey, Bobo. Yeah, the bears, the bears seem to be there. Yogi and the entire gang seem to have uh, entrenched themselves on Wall Street. Yeah, we definitely are in that bear market territory, Bob, and... Uh, it's it's just been a tough year. I mean, there's no way around it. Um, it's it's just the reality of what we're facing with. It. These times are not fun for anyone. I mean, they're very very difficult. But uh, last week, you know, at the center of all the trading action was the central you know the central banks, the Federal Reserve, um, and judging by the you know the stock market's reaction. Uh, they weren't real happy, you know, with with what the uh, Federal Reserve, you know, did, and maybe more what they said or the posturing that they're doing going forward. Uh, we did see the Federal Reserve raise uh, Fed fund rates 75 basis points. That's the most since 1992. So, um, you know, pretty dramatic action. Uh, you know, bumping up rates that much, something that was expected, as we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. But it's always interesting to see the market's reactions, uh, you know, after these things happen. Um, we, we see all kinds of selling pressures out there, Bob. I mean, from all kinds of uh, risk assets. Uh, cryptocurrency is under a lot of pressure. I mean, the you know the new uh, was, was supposed to be the the new gold. You know, the new electronic gold doesn't seem to be holding up too well as far as an at, at hedge against this falling stock market. But um, I mean, if we look around last week, there was nowhere to hide. Um, just about every sector sold off a little bit further. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average finished the week down 1,504 points. We're now at uh, 29,888, so we broke that 30,000 uh, kind of uh, mark. We're, we're off 4.8% for the week and year-to-date, negative 17.7%. 
The S&P was off another 226. That's 5 and 5.8% for the week. Uh, year to date, we're sitting down 22.9%, a loss of 22.9. Uh, the NASDAQ off 541. That's 4.8%. Uh, the NASDAQ down 31%. And again, that has to be tempered. We got to remember, you know, we had some really, really good returns the last couple of years. You know, the Nasdaq really led the market higher, and uh, now it has some selling pressure. And the Russell 2000, the small mid-cap stocks, was off about 136 points, down 7.6% for the week, and currently sits down 25.8%. So, you know, a lot of negativity, a lot of a lot of fear, a little bit of panic. Um, but, you know, we're seeing a lot of opportunities, Bob. I mean, there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, stocks out there that are mispriced at this point. Um, you know, we always remind people it's not a stock market. It is a market of stocks. Um, that's why, you know, if I own the market, I, you know, it would probably be hard to sleep at night. But, you know, we own a lot of great companies, and I think that's where the focus has to go right now. It's more of a, a stock picker's market. I think there's a lot of opportunities to focus on and a lot of ways still to make money over the next couple of years. Well, if you look at the, at the figures here, we to the benchmark of a decline of 20% uh, in the market. This is the 13th time the market has declined 20% in the 77 years since World War II. And already, they say it's the ninth longest bear market over the past 80 years. So the question people are asking now is, uh, how long can this go on and how bad can it get? I think that's the key question, right? I mean, we, we live through what we live through. I think that, you know, people have a tendency to extrapolate out good news like we saw last year. You know, everybody just thought things were going to go higher and higher and higher. And then when you get into one of these sell-offs, people start extrapolating out all the bad news thinking it's never going to end. You know, it's just going to keep going lower and lower and lower. But, you know, this is where a little bit of perspective and common sense comes into play, Bob. I mean, if we go back to the worst-case scenario, uh, if you go back to 2007 to 2009, the Great Recession, uh, which I, I remember that well, you know, we were off about 49.1, what, no, 56.8% actually over that period of time. Uh, it took 517 days during that bear market. And, uh, you know, that was pretty painful. And you go back to the early 2000s, again, was managing money at that time uh, with the Internet sell-off, you know, down 49%, uh, 929 days during that bear market. Those are long periods of time. Those are major contractions. That would, you know, if we looked at the worst case scenario, we'd say, well, we got a long way to go. But if you look at the average decline, if you look at all these bear markets, typically it's, they last about 351 days and, and sell off about 32.7%. So if, if we focus on that a little bit, you know, a lot of the pain may be behind us, you know, sitting here down 22, 23%. And, and as you said, you know, this, uh, we're in about 165, 166 days of this bear market. We hit a peak in the S&P 500 index back at the beginning of January, around January 3rd. So, uh, you know, this bear market is well underway and, and has some length behind it. So if we use those averages, maybe sometime near the end of the year going into 2023, we'll, we'll be at a point where maybe some recovery is, is there for us. And it seems like there's a lot of stocks out there that are telling us that that could be the case. As you mentioned, of course, the reserve hike of 75 basis points, the biggest since 1994. Uh, do we see more of those hikes coming up in the near future? We do. We do, Bob. And I mean, if you know, I think the Federal Reserve got behind the curve. Uh, they're definitely under a lot of pressure. We we talked about this again for weeks and months, you know, going back to last year, that they were between a rock and a hard place, and they knew this economy was heating up. They 
we're really telling, trying to tell everybody this, you know, inflation was transitory and it would eventually just go away and it hasn't and it's been very sticky. And, you know, if we look at it now, you know, here, let's look at, you know, rates. Look at the two-year treasury back in January. We were at 0.7%. You know, that two-year treasury now is at 3.18 just in a short period of time here, you know. The five-year, we were at 1.3. We're at 3.34. The 10-year was at 1.6. We're currently at 3.24. And more importantly than anything, the mortgage rates, uh, which were running around, you know, high two, twos, uh, right around 3% or, or up near six. So almost a double on those mortgage rates. And that'll surely slow the housing market down. I'll show, you know, uh, home purchases become a lot more expensive when you start to add those uh, interest on the monthly payments. It's going to cool that activity really quick. And that's exactly what the Federal Reserve is trying to do. It's just trying to get everything to slow down a little bit so we can get a handle you know, on some of this inflation. And those higher rates will play in other parts of the market well. So, you know, I think you're going to see uh, some additional raises probably next month and, you know, maybe even a couple more through the year. They're going to push rates up until they, you know, slow this economy down. And then the beer, big fear is do they go too far and do they break it and do they push us into recession? But uh, a lot of that's probably already incorporated into the numbers here, Bob. Everybody's probably expecting those outcomes right now. Now, the Fed made some comments last week about the uncertainty whether or not the economy had turned soft. What about the data? Does that show uh, some weakness now in the economy? It, it's starting to. You know, again, we, it was kind of, you know, a little bit hard to see there for a while because the job market was still good and, you know, consumers still spending money. And I think, you know, consumers' need for services or desire for services is still pretty high. I mean, you know, just look in our area, the Country Fest concert that went on. I think they had a record 26,000, you know, uh, people out there at that concert. And people want to get out and live life. And, you know, people are still willing to spend. But, you know, the higher gas prices, the higher food prices are definitely starting to slow things down. As we talked about, housing has started to slide. Uh, we, we see a big, you know, 14.4% change in, in, you know, housing sales. Um, so I think there are some things out there that we're starting to see weakness, and uh, that data will just continue to follow the metrics as we go through the year. Talking to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron, and again, you want to talk to Walt today at 330-673-1234 is the number to call here in Akron, outside of Akron, on WNR.com, 800 6694 100. Let's look at trends and insights right now. As we urge listeners to always think for themselves, there's always some interesting data that uh, Walton covers in the past week and that could have an impact on, on your investment decisions. Let's talk about the lifeguard shortage. There is a shortage of lifeguards across the country uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, shut down many public pools prior to this year, and uh, lifeguards uh, uh, didn't renew their certifications. They, they got older. They moved on. Uh, so a lot of places don't have lifeguards. Swim at your own risk. What what impact will that have on the economy? <laughs> well, it has an impact on pools and public beaches for sure. You know, I mean, it's... Uh Swimming your own risk is tough out there. It's funny, Bob. I always said when I was younger I wanted to be a lifeguard. My my parents didn't like that idea, and they were awful pushy. They they made me go to college and things of that nature. But uh, who knows? Maybe as I get older, you know, I can uh, that old Baywatch uh, fantasy. Maybe I can be out there on the beach watching some people swimming sometimes. Uh, but please don't talk to the lifeguard, though. Remember that old song? <laughs> That's right. That's kind of That's a bummer. Right. Uh, another piece of information from a company called Lawn Love. They say there are certain states in the Union that are the best for bees, as in buzzy bees. They rank all states according to total honey production, number of active bee colonies, 
the salaries of beekeepers and the sales of supplies to bottle honey. So what are the best bee states? California, New York, and North Dakota. Those are the big ones. The report is pretty interesting. It says that California is home to over 1,600 species of bees, about 2 million commercial hives there. However, North Dakota ranked third on the list of producing 28,000 pounds of honey. So fairly interesting, you know, looking at some of these statistics sometimes, Bob. A sweet story there, right? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Now, cryptocurrency, we talked about that, too. The market value of the 500 largest cryptocurrencies is now a trillion dollars. But that is down quite a bit as cryptocurrency is dropping into some own of its own reality. Again, cryptocurrency is not understood by most of us, but what does it mean if it continues to drop? Well, it means there's a lot less wealthy people out there that were super speculative. Uh, we had a guest speaker uh, from our company in this week, Mike Antonelli. He did a really nice presentation out of Fairline Country Club. Uh, if any of the listeners are ever interested about the events that we uh, we put on, please give us a call at the office. Uh, you know, Abby, Allison, or Kevin can tell you what's on, on the agenda. But it was a really nice event. He did a good job. But, you know, we, we see the crypto market was about $3 trillion, Bob. And, I mean, everybody was trying to throw money into crypto, and now we're at $1 trillion. It just shows you how fast these speculative investments can fall. Uh, so you got to be careful, you know, not to get you know too excited and follow some of these trends that are super risky. Now, some good news for U.S. production and supply chains that can focus right here at home. Companies are spending uh, dollars to deal with broken supply chains that still have been not recovered from the pandemic. What, what is a uh, what is kind of good news for that? Well, you know, there's a study done by Morgan Stanley, and they surveyed over 400 executives at large corporations, Bob, and they found that the United States really is the place uh, for, you know, a secure supply chain. They they listed things like geopolitical stability, uh, skilled labor, physical infrastructure um, to develop a supply chain, and there's a lot of these companies are planning to invest here in the United States to, to build up manufacturing, production, and to take advantage of the really strong supply chains that are here. So it bodes really well for, you know, if you think of uh, trucks, trains, uh, the way we transport across the country, you know, as, as far as future industries, we're going to be taking a hard look at those as investment opportunities because if there's investment dollars going there, there's going to be some investments we're taking a look at. Of course, a reminder to our listeners that uh, our show here every single week is uh, posted on the podcast sites by Tuesday of the following week. Uh, so if you missed the show or want to hear it again or uh, really don't get up this hour in the morning to listen to it, you can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, just to search for Invest Wisely with Walt Secure. All I have to do is find that again on Tuesday. We post today's show. You'll be on there for the rest of the week and maybe for all of eternity for all we know on the online. So it's all there for you to listen to. Anytime you want to find that on a podcast, look for Invest Wisely on your favorite podcast platform. Let's move over now to Stock Talk, where uh, Walt talks about any particular stock that you, the listener, want to know about. 330-673-1234 is your number to call, or 800-669-4100, toll-free. may give you some ideas of what you should do with that stock in this interesting times, as they say. Uh, we always look at earnings reports. Well, we're working toward June 30th is the end of the second quarter. Earnings will start again, but there are always a few uh, latecomers to the party. Adobe reported last week. Uh, one time you owned that stock in your core equity portfolio, but you sold it earlier this year. And Adobe is now off 
36% of the year, trading about $360, a first from its peak of nearly $700 last November. Well, you've sold it once. I hope you made some money off it, but would you consider buying it now as a long-term investment at that 360 price? Oh, we would, Bob. You know, we like Adobe. Uh, again, if we remember the story here, you know, they are really create a lot of the creative software that's used out there when you talk about things like uh, any any type of electronic, um, you know, the photos, uh, podcasts, the videos. Uh, they have this incredible suite of products called the Creative Cloud, which would include things like Photoshop, Premiere, Illustrator, InDesign, um, After Effects, Fireworks, XD, and Dreamweaver, um, as well as their Document Cloud. Um, you know, just just a very you know good technology company. The reason we sold it. Um, was just because we wanted to reposition some of the money out of technology um, over into uh, you know different a different industry. We went toward energy at the time, but we really like Adobe. And now with the sell-off, you know it it, it looks fairly attractive here. Um, you know if you look at the results for the quarter, and again everybody's you know down on companies like this, but they had a 14% revenue raise. You know they they actually did 4.3 billion over 3.8 billion. And they also had earnings uh, increase of three to thirty-five a share versus three hundred three a share. So um, things aren't that bad at Adobe. You know, they have a lot of repeat revenue, um, a lot of subscription-based revenue that comes in, and people that need this software need it. You you can't just you know quit using it. There's there's no alternative out there uh, for a lot of the creatives that use the software. So uh, we like Adobe, and at the current price of three sixty, we're definitely taking a hard look uh, about adding it back into the portfolios. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure, the AKW Group here in Akron. Good morning, you're on WNIR. Morning. Uh, that morning, old Ken. terminology about uh, catching a falling knife, you might get cut. Some of these, some of these uh, are really getting low. I don't know at what level uh, we can uh, kind of round off some of the holdings. But I've been watching stories on air conditioning and hot weather, and how many schools are going to have to. Put air conditioning in. So, two I have is TT, which is uh, train technology, and car uh, carrier C A R R. They're both making new lows. And uh, if you, if that theme, I don't know. Does that sound like a theme that might have some merit? I, I think it does. I, I think you know. Again, if you look at what's happening out there, I heard that Home Depot sold out, of, especially in our area, of all the uh, in-window um, AC units. But when you think of bigger commercial applications and school systems and cities and you know, larger buildings, uh, probably a lot of investment there. And with people not being in the office as much, a lot of those probably need some work, repair, or maybe replacement. So. A uh, pretty interesting place to look, and yeah, I'm looking at Train Technology. You know, they're they're kind of plugging right along. They had a pretty good quarter at the end of March. You know, 11 percent revenue, 11 uh, percent earnings, and uh, the other one was Carrier. Was the Carrier? Was the, yeah, Carrier Global. C A R R. Yeah, Carrier struggled a little bit on sales. They were flat, um, but again, earnings were were able to pass some earnings to the bottom line. So, yeah, I mean, two, I think those kinds of um, Opportunities don't go away, Ken. I mean, I think that's a good place to look. On Motor Week, uh, they had a Lucid car. The symbol was L-C-I-D, Lucid. And that's the first car my wife's ever said, oh, boy, that's a beauty there. And it gets about 500 miles to a charge. As Lucid, L-C-I-D. Has that ever been on your radar? 
Well, it sounds like if Mrs. Ken wants it, it's going to be on your radar. So, uh, but, but as far as, as, far as well, electric... Well, I had, I had a sticker shock yesterday. I pulled in and looked at the Grand Wagoneer, and it was $115,000. Can you even imagine that? Yeah, I, well, yeah I, we, we see that out there, Ken. It's, you know, but yeah, I mean, those are beautiful cars. And I think there's just going to be a lot of innovation and development out there in, in electric vehicle space. And uh, I think as far as an investment goes, again, Lucid is where Tesla was probably five, six years ago, where it hasn't turned a profit yet. So it's, it's not for me as far as an investment for our clients. But, I mean, I think someday profitability may come to Lucid and uh, might be might be a good uh, longer-term opportunity. Years ago, some young, uh, young guy said, don't fight the Fed. It was Marty Zweig. He died young. He was uh, on public television all the time, the finance shows. What literally did he mean? Don't fight the Fed. That means don't buy during uh, when they're raising the interest rates. Well, it means the Fed's pretty powerful, probably the most powerful force, really, in our economy. And we saw what they did by a very easy policy, how they had this economy revved up and really going, and we see it start, as soon as they start to pull back what that's doing. And, yeah, it's hard to fight the Fed, but, uh, again, I think that's across the board as far as asset classes go. But remember, it's not, it's not a stock market. It's a market of stocks, and, and what you're doing, Ken, is exactly what you need to do. There's some mispriced stocks out there and still ways to make money. Okay, you guys have a good week. Happy Father's Day. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too. Thank you much. Yeah. You're on WNIR with Walt Secura. Go ahead, please. Is that me? That's you. Hi. Uh, I'm interested in I-bonds. What do you think of those, Walt? Um, you know, I-bonds are interesting. Um, I, I've looked at these. Again, we don't sell these. Um, you know, they, you go directly to the Treasury Debt Direct to buy them. Correct. Uh, with, the higher, with the higher inflation rates, they have some really good rates on them. Um, again, I think you're limited to ten thousand dollars a year of what you can put into I bonds. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, right. So, but, sorry. No, First but getting social a, security number. But, like um, my husband could get one, and I could get one. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, and I mean, great rates because again, they price off of inflation. And right now, I know there's some pretty high rates in those in those I bonds out there. Well, the last I heard, it was nine point six two. Right, right. So $20,000 for you and your husband could be positioned that way. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thank you yep. for calling. Okay. 330-673-1234. Talking to Walt Secura on InvestWise Leave, the AKW Group here in Akron. A voice stocks that reported last week, uh, Oracle. The software giant reported. Now, it's not a stock that you hold in any of your portfolios, but it actually moved up last week. And, of course, a week where most stocks moved down. What was such good news from Oracle? Well, you know, Oracle Bob is an interesting company. They compete in that online database, software database space. And, again, when we talk about the importance of information and the protection of information, a lot of companies have a lot of data that they need to keep track of and they need to organize, and Oracle creates the, the you know, software to do this. So, again, better-than-expected results, um, you know, from Oracle. I I think a lot of people are expecting a lot of these technology companies just to struggle, but uh, they put up some decent results, and, and the stock held up during a very difficult week. It was one of the few stocks that were up last week. So, it, again, just supports our, our base uh, philosophy that there are some companies out there that can weather, that can you know, still put up good revenues and profits, and over time those stocks will get recognized, and, and that's where we're going to put our efforts and time. 
Now, of course, when the market goes down, that means some stocks look like bargains to a lot of people, often to the uh, executives of the other companies. Uh, the CEO of Camping World uh, bought more than a million dollars worth of uh, Camping World shares for himself last week. It's also a stock that is in your small mid-cap portfolio that you added recently. Uh, what Camping World, what's happening there that makes you think this is a, a good stock to buy? Well, Camping World, Bob, there's one close to us over uh, by Uniontown there, green off of the highway. And, I mean, if you go there, they have a lot of – they're the largest retailers of campers. Uh, but they also sell a lot of the products that people need when they do camp. And uh, they have a really good membership program and uh, a lot of people that – you know, over 2 million people in that membership program, a lot of campers out there. This became very popular very during the pandemic. And, of course, it is a very recession, um, you know, kind of a, a stock that will get hit hard in a recession because these big purchases people will probably put off. But I think the long-term trends uh, for Camping World are really, really positive. Plus, this pays close to an 11% dividend. They, they have a, a nice dividend on this stock, and they continue to raise that dividend. So, when you talk about eleven uh, percent in dividends, that's that's a pretty nice return right there. Uh, another company that made some news last week, uh, outside of the reporting any 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 uh, income, uh, FedEx says it's going to raise its dividend by fifty three percent, and also added three new directors to its board of directors. So I get FedEx is I guess uh, cashing in on the uh, if pandemic and this change of, uh, of attitudes. And they are, and we're, we're seeing a lot of these companies go back and reevaluate their dividend policy. They know that by increasing dividends, they're going to attract some investors, and I think that's exactly what FedEx is trying to do here to build some support for their stock price. So there's a lot of healthy companies out there, Bob, and they're weathering the storm like we talk about. Great companies sometimes can weather through difficult times, and when you see dividend increases coming in, it uh, you know it makes you feel pretty confident that these companies are being run the right way. So. Uh, those are the kinds of ideas that we're focused on. Hey, uh, Elon Musk, of course, in the news, a week without Elon Musk in the news is a week without Elon Musk in the news. But we haven't had one of those recently. Last week, he had an online town hall meeting with the Twitter employees and says he wants to uh, triple Twitter's users to one billion. At the same time, he raised prices on, on the Tesla automobiles. And he also uh, was accused of firing uh, several uh, SpaceX employees who uh, who spoke out against his policies. He's a really interesting guy. And, again, he has his hands in some companies that are, you know, a lot of people are following. So uh, we, we saw the price increases at Tesla. I think we're going to see that with a lot of automobile manufacturers, Bob. I mean, supply chains aren't getting any easier and parts are hard to get. And, um, you know, the demand is there. So prices probably can continue to go up on vehicles. And as far as the Twitter thing, we'll have to just watch and see if that, how that all comes out to play. But I don't think there were a lot of happy employees coming out of that. That culture of that company is going to change pretty dramatically. And, you know, he, he wants a, a company focused on free speech and, you know, growth and profitability and, you know, some of the shenanigans that he feels were going on there, he's not going to stand for. So it'll, it'll be very interesting to see what happens to Twitter. Uh, as well as Tesla, and, and as you said, as well as SpaceX. He's, he's got his hands in some pretty interesting places uh, as we look out over the next couple of years. Once again, uh, Walt Secure, the AKW Group, they're members of the Robert W. Baird family across the world. Robert W. Baird provides them with access to all kinds of other services they can provide, and not just stocks and investing, but they can provide good advice on estate plans, 
uh, Roth conversions, uh, stock options, tax analyses, uh, financial planning, retirement planning, a lot more than just uh, uh, investing in, in that portfolio of stocks they designed for you. Uh, so tell us again, Walt, a bit more about your, about your team and how they can help in other areas of financial advice and what uh, offerings you're focusing on. Well, Bob, we're pretty diverse, and we have a great company in Baird. Um, as I said, we were just at a big symposium. We learn more and more about Baird. Each uh, year we're there. They invest deeply in us and uh, providing the right intellectual capital. So, you know, if you have any financial planning needs, anything to do with money, retirement needs, um, you know, we're, we're definitely a place to come talk to. Uh, we may not have all the answers, but we sure know how to find them. And we are surely connected with a lot of great centers of influence. We can bring the right people to the table and make sure you have the right plan, um, you know, in any, in any capacity of your life. Uh, we, we've been fortunate to work with a lot of successful people, and you'll learn a lot of lessons as you do that through life. You can contact the AKW Group here in Akron. Their phone number, 234-466-7476. And their office in Washington, Pennsylvania at 412-480-5090. 234-466-7476-Akron, 412-480-5090 in Pennsylvania. Tell them you heard him on WNIR, Kent Akron. So next week, Walt, I think it's a, a short week because of the Juneteenth holiday, is it not? It is, and we just want to take a moment to wish all the dads out there a happy Father's Day. Um, you know, sometimes dads get a little bit overlooked. The, the mom always gets the, you know, thank you, mom, from all the people on TV, the football players and basketball players. But dads are, they do a lot, and we have a lot of respect for all the dads out there. And same to you. We'll talk to you next week, Walt. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Adobe Systems, Inc., symbol ADBE. Apple, Inc., symbol AAPL. Camping World Holding, Inc., symbol CWH. Carrier Global Corporation, symbol CARR. FedEx Corporation, symbol FDX. Alphabet, Inc., symbol GOOGL. Home Depot, Inc., symbol HD. Lucid Group, Inc., symbol LCID. Morgan Stanley, symbol MS. Oracle Corporation, symbol ORCL. Spotify Technology, symbol SPOT. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA, Train Technologies, symbol TT, and Twitter Inc., symbol TWTR. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.